Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. And good evening to everybody. How is everyone? Yeah, I know it's Thursday. One more day to Friday, right? I agree. I concur. I know what it's like. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Let me get this in position. I was messing around with the mic for photos the other day. I was doing PR photos. And I was playing with the mic. And now the mic's like not where I like it. There we go. Um, my name is Charlotte. I'm the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. You can find us at www.californiahaunts.org. Or if you're really into the radio show, like I am, you can find us at californiahauntsradio.com. So there's two places to find us. Most of our updates are at the .com address because we're changing uh, website uh, owner and web, web, web design places for the website. So we're kind of in limbo. Anyway, I own California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, and we are 45, 35 strong up and down the state of California. We also have affiliates in Washington, excuse me, Nevada, and Hawaii. Someday I'm going to get to Hawaii. I tell you, I'm going to go ghost hunting. I'm going to hook up with my, with my homies in Hawaii, okay? But anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. We've got a great guest, Crystal Pomeroy. We're going to be talking about, I hope I said her name right, I'm horrible with names. We're going to be talking about angels and angelic realms. She's written a great book about that. And I'm fascinated with angels. I think, I've seen, I said, you know, I'm going to ask her about sky angels, you know, when we see them up in the sky like that, because I've gotten several photos like that over the last couple of years since my mom's passed. So I want to ask her about that. The thing I want to remind everybody of is if you're watching from YouTube tonight, there's a little guy down in the corner down that you can see that uh, it's a little ghost that has a, Sherlock Holmes hat on and a big magnifying glass. That's my ghost investigator logo. Click on that and you can subscribe to these videos. There's a, there's a, there's more than 200 videos sitting over there. And uh, lots of choices from Sasquatch all the way into the domestic violence. You know, we just cover it all here at California Haunts Radio. So if you're interested in subscribing, go ahead and do that. That'd be great. And we're always looking for more subscribers. Also, I want to do a quick plea too. My PBS plea is that uh, we are not a nonprofit organization, so we'll come out to your house and look for ghosties for you. You know, see what's going on in your house, but we don't charge for it. So everything you see here, my hat, no, I'm kidding, the headphones, you know, uh, the computer itself, you know, the lighting and mic and all that, that comes out of my pocket. So if something breaks, boom, I gotta, I gotta make the cost on it. So if you could help me out a little bit, that would be great. Um, you know, I want to keep good guests coming. And uh, I got to I gotta stay on the air, right? Pay for the internet and all that stuff. So you can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, you can do that at Venmo and just type in California Haunts. Anyway, topic tonight. I'm really interested in angels. Always have been. You know, I was laughing about my guardian angels the other day, you know. I always think my guardian angels are alcoholics because they have to deal with me. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, they got their work coming out. I always think, you know, they, they, they struggle with me all day and then they go back to, to the realm and kick back, have a couple beers, you know, and 
and just go, gosh, I don't know why I got stuck with this assignment. But uh, anyway, I'm going to bring Crystal on, probably make a fool out of, any more fool out of myself than I already have. Okay? All right. Hello. Hi there, Charlotte. How are you? Uh, really excited to to be with you on your your show. That uh, it's a big going concern, and uh, you must have lots of contacts with um, entities of all different kinds. I do, I do. I see a lot. I've seen a lot too. I've been touched. I've been pushed. I've been you know, <laughs> you name it. Wow. They've How'd you get into that? Pardon? How'd you get into that? My house. Um, I realized I was sensitive as a kid. I always saw stuff in my house. So I still live in the same house. Wow. <laughs> so I'm here alone now because my mom is gone now. So, um, yeah. So I have an agreement with the ones that are here. Most of them are relatives. So the agreement is, you know, I know you're here. You know, I know you're here. Don't scare me. Uh-huh. That's why when I go ghost hunting, I can always tell when something comes home with me because it doesn't act like the ones that are here. Wow. Okay. So are you are medium too? It sounds like. Uh, I'm not a practicing medium, but yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I try not to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, I hear, um, sometimes I'll see, um, see, see things. Sometimes I'll hear, hear the, the, the voices come to me, you know, in my head. Uh-huh. And I can hear what they're saying, or I can tell if it's a male or female just by, just by the, the spider webs and how heavy the spider webs are. Well, okay. You know, but other than that, I, I have mediums on my team, so I kind of let them take care of that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I do have abilities. Great. Fascinating. So tell me about you. Okay. Well, um, I'm really excited about my new book. Okay. Uh, Angels and goddesses. Um, it was really kind of a miracle how it, it came together. Um, I've been working as a healer and a spiritual growth facilitator and astrologer for and a speaker for some time, mainly in Mexico. And I've had a whole lot of uh, wonderful experiences. I just, for instance, right now finished a group session where that I call them unblocking sessions. Um, my sister says I could call them unlocking sessions, which probably sounds better. Um, but it's and healing, which is basically opening up channels so that infinite good, the force of infinite good can come in and touch situations, touch our bodies, touch our minds, touch our energy, and put us back into resonance with the one true code, which is a code of love. I mean, how should I say? I'm really simplifying it, but that's uh, it's a reconnection with the all-powerful love. And what this does is it heals people. And so there are all kinds of experiences that people have of uh, even groups, large groups, uh, sometimes hundreds of people, where in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, everybody will either have uh, that had any pain, it will go completely away or 80% away. And uh, with um, all kinds of manifestations of healing from uh, many kinds of diseases, anxiety, lupus, uh, uh, epilepsy, all kinds of stuff, uh, because there's basically nothing impossible for the force of infinite good. And this is take, I mean, this has been, for me, it's developed over time. What does this have to do with angels is that 
when we lift our minds up, because what I can do, anybody can do it. In fact, I train people to do this. And this isn't an ad for myself. This is uh, um, uh, a truth that I hope will make whoever's listening believe in themselves, in their power, in their light, in their words. Because we uh, these days we we read a lot. And sometimes we experience the power of our words to open and close portals, including since, you know, we're talking about entities right now with your really fascinating uh, program. Um, I, I, I always think it's fascinating when somebody can do something so unusual, so spiritual, and actually have it be a going concern in the world. Because I know from experience that it's not that easy to, to kind of make that fusion and like build up a structure. Like you said, you have this large team and you've got mediums on the team and everything. I, I think that's uh that's really amazing. And um, so anyway, we all have this power within us and uh, it's really easy to doubt sometimes. And cause, cause we've got different trains of thought and we've also got different entities that are always uh, sending us information of one kind or another. And I, I really like this author. Uh, I was rereading um, his book, uh, which is something about uh, true world history, I think it's called. And it, he he is his name is Stuart Swerdlow, and he worked in uh, dark government circles. And so he has all, he's privy to information that's not usually um, let out to the public. And he talks about how human beings are a genetic creation not directly from the divine, but a, uh, a creation that in includes about 30% reptilian genetics. And so uh, what medicine, modern medicine and science tell us about the brain is that we have certain uh, attitudes and areas of our brain that are very similar to, to reptilian attitudes and reptilian um, brain areas. And so some people call this the reptile brain, but it's also called the primitive brain. And um, so the, these behaviors include some things that are positive in, in the physical world, like uh, the survival instinct and uh, being, um, being able to respond when we feel threatened with uh, an aggressive gesture and so forth. But they tend a lot of times to kind of drag us along these, these behaviors and these attitudes. And they're very repetitive. And um, then along with those tendencies, we also get entities. I mean, I'm sure you know this, uh, Charlotte, with all of your extensive work in um, with entities that will come in that are in that kind of um, wavelength, in the wavelength of territoriality, in the wavelength of anger that make us get stuck there, mm -hmm. in the wavelength of depression or uh, of uh, feeling possessive or, or these other kind of, of not so high um, vibrational tendencies. And then we have these other areas uh, that most of us are working on, a lot of us these days are working on developing in... Um, one way or another through self-healing, through uh, shadow work, through positive prayer, through meditation, through contacts with the subtle realms, etc. And these areas that get um, the energies that we awaken when we do this are on higher wavelengths and they connect us naturally with a, tend to connect us with a community of light beings. So for instance, in, in my healing work, 
which I've been doing for quite a long time. I don't wish anybody to take that long as it has taken me to for these um, gifts to awaken. And one of the things I do with the people that I have taught is, you know, and, and I'm saying this as encouragement for anybody who's like doing it themselves, working on themselves to develop healing gifts or intuitive gifts or whatever. Uh, you don't have to take a long time. I mean, you've got the gifts there and believing in them is part of the energy that makes it, you precipitate them more quickly because the energy of doubt will tend to hold us back. And um, so as uh, I, I develop more and more this activity, um, I oftentimes will get um, like, uh, I'll see, like you just said about, you know, you'll hear the voices right. in your head or whatever. I'll see, uh, these spaces of light that open up and certain symbols will come in or certain information will come in uh, for the treatment. So it's using one's rational mind to transmute the appearance and, uh, say that doesn't have any power. You know I mean? And there's a million ways to say that, but right. that's like the basic idea. And, uh, then um, listening to intuitive guidance to make this something like specific. But the intuitive guidance, guidance opens us up to the light realms, which are always working with us and always supporting us in when we are manifesting our higher selves, our higher beings. We're getting this uh, direct support from these realms. And it's also important to believe in that and to have faith in that. And I'm sorry, I'm sort of uh, babbling on, but um, I had I had a question the re the whole reptilian thing. Um, does he explain where that comes from? There are different groups that um, have been involved with forming the human species, and some of them are reptilian. Some of the groups are reptilian, and so they're from different uh, um, planets. Okay, I was gonna say. Okay, okay. Are these aliens that have? Yeah, because yeah. I know they found in in the Middle East they, they they've actually found reptilian bodies that look that look human. That's amazing. Uh huh. I talked to somebody a couple a couple months ago about that. Uh huh. So that's fascinating. That, when, when you said that, I just went boing. You know, because yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're like fossils of reptilian bodies or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Supposedly. Of course, uh -huh. you know, you know I believe it. There's, yeah. there's, there's so much hidden information and hidden knowledge. And right. if it doesn't go with like whatever the mainstream academia is pushing out and what the important guys in the prestigious colleges are saying is, you know, their, their perception and their version, uh, it often gets just, uh, uh, hidden or shoveled away. And also, there's a lot of control of this kind of information. Right. I mean, uh, the whole idea of being of being empowered or questioning our origins or 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 thinking about a larger sphere of activity that's influencing Earth activity. These are all topics that are like sealed off from right. uh, commonly accepted knowledge. Well, yeah, and it makes you know it makes more sense. I mean, like when you think about the big picture, Mal Shasta, you know, supposedly there's a reptilian colony living within the mountain you know that's one of the rumors that are out there but it makes a lot of sense because i mean we just didn't evolve we just i just i don't get what you know what i understand the whole mainstream thing about um you know 
the cell turning into the dinosaur turning into this but i just don't i just don't see us evolving from that we had to evolve from something else yeah that's a good point i agree uh-huh definitely but a lot of people behave in very reptilian fashions <laughs> yeah, and, and we can all of us i mean i think can get like somehow sometimes feel like possessed by impulses that don't necessarily go with our uh, our, our mindset, our essence, or, or what we want to be. And uh, so it does make sense that there's a mix in there. You know, we walk around looking human, but right. but really there's this uh, there's this other hidden force in there. And some children are born with um, uh, more pronounced elements from the reptilian phase of the fetus and it's the, the beginning of its development uh looks just like a reptile and uh when as the fetus develops over the months then those characteristics fade but there are there are still like uh babies that are born that have like a tail right i was just thinking like, that. And, and some other uh features that um are not or like webbed uh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, because prevailed, and but we've all got this as part of our of our genetic makeup, right? And it's a doorway to a certain type of entities, also, right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's just too bad we can't like grow another arm when you know <laughs> when the arm gets broken off or something. You know, um, I just find all that fascinating. You know, it is. It is. It's absolutely fascinating to think about, and. I know there's the I know there's a big there's a big study with people that are with MUFON that have you know that have actually studied that. You know, Linda uh -huh. and I had a discussion about that one a couple of years ago. You know about the reptilian and how sometimes the, the, there are these reptilians that actually look like humans, but they it's kind of like in V. Remember remember the TV show V? Uh -huh. No, I don't. You know, they peel uh -huh. their skin back. You know, there's 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 reptile under there, but that that's what she was telling me. Yeah. I you know, believe it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's wild, but it, I mean, it sounds it sounds really weird if you've never thought of this that way. But but I believe it's true too. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh -huh. So when you talk about the angel Carmine, I've done meditation, you know, uh, for healing meditations. Uh huh. How does that work into? Because I I know you can go. Okay, I teach basic second development. Uh huh. So I, you know, when I teach it. I teach people to, you know, go out of their bodies. They, they go to the sacred library. You know, they're looking at the book. They're looking at this. They're looking at that. And they're also able nice. to teach their guardian angel, you know, when they're out there. Now, is this what happens? I mean, when you go into meditation, is, is this how you meet your angels? Or do you, you know, you're thinking about this to where you want to heal and stuff. And so you ask them to come talk to you about it or something. How's that work? Okay, well, with the healing, actually, um, the way all this stuff has come up for me, and I and I think a lot of people that are like in psychic and healing arts these days, um, it was sort of like the this had already been planned or agreed or something. Now I was slow to waking up for, to it. I mean, really slow. I mean, like I uh, was. I went to college early. I was in college early, out of high school and in college. But I thought I wanted to be a civil rights lawyer. And I was really convinced about this. And I was intensely into it and uh, uh, working hard to keep my grades up so I could go for a, um, a doctorate in jurisprudence. And um, there were several things like happened in my life that 
eventually, like in um, my mid twenties, made me realize that what I really that what really moved me or fulfilled me was the spiritual activities and studies that my mom had opened as as uh, a doorway, like just for interest as a pastime. Uh, since I was a child. And uh, she was really an incredible woman. I mean, um, life had put this this beautiful, brilliant teacher on my pathway and who I loved dearly and who would take me to study when I was still a child with Joseph Campbell, with uh, Dorothy McLean. And, and I liked all that stuff, but I didn't realize that this was like, would end up being a calling for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I started getting into it as such, um, and I did it at first with, uh, and, and I really think, you know, like academically, I was not a slow learner, but in the spiritual aspect, I was, I was a very slow learner because I did a whole lot of um, affirmative prayer and uh, writing letters to angels and really intensely and uh, with a lot of anxiety because I didn't really know I was accompanied. I didn't really uh, believe in that presence that was with me. And um, so it was like over time and using these um, types of spiritual weapons, so to speak, I know that's a weird word, but it it flows right now, Uh, to help other people and um, and sharing them with other people, I my powers of manifestation and and healing and connection with light beings uh, just started like unfolding and precipitating. And um, so at the same time, I have learned to call the uh, call on them and work with them. And but in terms of the healing, it's more like they come in when I set out to give a treatment or to, um, I mean, they're, they're all, you know, this very well, you know, I mean, you, you teach this stuff mm-hmm. the the beings are right there all the time around us. And so right. even if we just like, you know, calm our minds and we have an intention to uh, connect with the divine or to um, connect consciously with our, with our breath, uh, we're the, if we pay attention, we'll be able to perceive the the information and vibrations and oftentimes images that come from a higher realm. So getting back to the guardian angel, which is a wonderful, a wonderful teaching, a beautiful teaching about how um, some people have more um, that are, is devoted entirely to our to to help us to support us, particularly in our spiritual development. Um, then this this is a protective um, company companion that we can call on. Like uh, what occurs to me since you do this uh, teaching of mediumship and stuff um, or psychic development, then. Uh, you know, call on the guardian angel and feel the presence of the guardian angel around one, feel the wings, feel it merging with one's own body. This Mm -hmm. sort of thing, not just the invocation, but actually sensing, putting our physical senses into the connection with light beings, feeling them touching us, feeling like the wings blending with our own aura and with our own energy. 
Um, this is actually, it sounds simple, but it's spiritual technology that was used in a lot of ancient traditions. And that in the West today, even though we have all this wonderful information, we don't, it's more like usually if you read about angels and stuff, it's like calling on the angels and, and uh, maybe visualizing them and stuff. But if you actually feel them touching you and feel them fusing with you, um, uh, perhaps in the case of like with uh, Archangel Michael, whose specialty is about, I have a chapter on him in, in the book and his companion goddesses, because uh, they, they work in groups. I mean, uh, of course, they didn't have to be called angels in ancient China to be the same kind of light beings. And so there are like uh, light beings who have a specialty in, in protection and in overcoming low vibrational um, manifestations and entities. And um, they're also, that particular group is also specialized in turning on our light body, which is a really important um, precipitator of our true being, all of our higher powers. And it also uh, automatically expels uh, low vibrational entities because they can't subsist when we've got, you know, in the space when we've got the light body uh, turned on. And all of the ancient traditions had some kind of teaching about the light body uh, called the the Christ body, and, and which uh, some say was actually the body that was registered on the Holy Shroud of Turin, where right. we've got the printing of the body at the moment uh, he made his transition. And it's you know, the, that explosion, that release of radiation is uh, printed onto the shroud. And this same phenomenon, the diamantine body, the, uh, um, the rainbow body, I mean, different um, nations, different traditions have different names for it, but we've all got this. And it, like if it can be turned on, if one does like, uh, I, I'm just going to give a little tip here, if that's okay, sure. if you don't mind me going directly into this, um, which is actually something extremely powerful that can, uh, that I think can have something to do with like breaking free from a lot of the matrix of the false codes that we live in that seem to hold us bound in the world of illusion, which I, I mean, including uh, illness, uh, sorrow, feeling separate from others, separate from the divine, death itself, all of this is part of the world of illusion. And turning on the light body um, is a very intense way of um, precipitating the, the energy of ourself that it prevails over the world of illusion. And um, to fuse, like to say, uh, to ask Archangel Michael to, to come and visualize either him as an angel, if you have a problem visualizing an angel specifically with wings and stuff, don't worry. Just, just imagine a field of blue light and uh, ask him to be there, ask him to present himself, and then um, ask him to fuse with you and say to yourself, this is like a, a key that will make this a very powerful experience, which is to say, um, my body is not solid. My body is a field of light, of light particles. And um, the presence of Archangel Michael easily fuses with my body. And then feeling this blue force field, I mean, if you want to try this, obviously, uh, blending, going into one's own body and 
feeling this blue luminosity, knowing it's Archangel Michael, and you can affirm that also, um, this will automatically like lift your vibration in a very significant manner. And it's a, a protective action that um, creates a psychic and energy shield. And so that's just an example mm -hmm. of how with, uh, with Western practices like invocation and visualization, if we go a step further and uh, actually feel like we blend with these energies and turn it into something that we can be experiencing in our awareness as a physical manifestation, but it's actually physical blending with these other realms, it's it, it really lifts up the intensity of the connection and uh, makes it much easier to open to what's coming through from the higher realms. Interesting. Is you know, when you talk about that blue light, is that similar? I mean, when I was trained um, to calm myself down, they told me to use the color of the rainbow and start up at the red and bring myself nice. down to the blue light, which uh -huh. was coming, and then finally that white light at the bottom, which you know was 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 uh, you know just right down on the floor. Because I remember I had uh, back injections done. And epidurals done. And I was sitting up. And, and the guy said, do you want anything to take for it? And I said, no, I'm good. And that's what I did. I brought myself down to that blue light that you're talking about. I didn't feel a thing when they wow. did it. Uh -huh. is, that, is that what that is? It's, 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 that, it's, it's that bringing yourself down from, from that higher level. And then you hit that blue, you know, you hit that plateau on the blue light. Uh -huh. That's what you're saying is like a different application. Oh. Okay. Uh, but it's um, definitely in resonance with the importance of color mm -hmm. because it will find this also in all of the different ancestral traditions. There, there, there's more than one period in ancestral traditions. So like when we go to ancient Mexico, when the Aztecs were here, mm -hmm. they, they were doing human sacrifice. I mean, this was not... Uh, uh, this race that was vibrating in, in wonderful, harmonious energy. But there were previous races in different parts of the world before the um, whole institutionalized power uh, with certain little groups on top and, and that sort of social structure um, took over. There, were, there was another period that's sometimes called the golden period of humanity when um, it was really normal for people to connect with light beings. And um, from all these different traditions, we get the use of color. Like it was important in all of the traditions because, um, again, we're talking about something that's intentional. The, the reptilian tendency, and I, I don't mean to drag on, I don't always talk so much about the reptilian sure, thing, but it's um, something that's been coming up in uh, conversations over the last uh, couple of days. And, and I find it really intriguing, this, uh, you know, the, the genetic um, element. And um, so this part of our, of our biology makes us like just repeat the same thing over and over. It's like staying in our comfort zone. And so when we do something like what you said, this exercise in which you intentionally connect your mind with these different wavelengths of colors that are uh, the color for, for a color to come through with clarity, 
it's a clear manifestation of energy that has not been muddied by lower vibrations and influences of the world. And so when you're doing that, you're activating circuits, you're activating light circuits in yourself. And that I think personally made you um, connected with your own higher self that couldn't have been hurt, that couldn't have actually been received damage from whatever they were doing to you. I mean, the, the use of color is wonderful and it's really important. Visualizing with color, uh, uh, connecting with the colors in nature, um, cultivating um, uh, any way of connecting, especially with bright or lovely colors. Uh, part, one of the manifestations of the light body, like I said, is actually called the rainbow body. And um, there is evidence today that of, of people that have in recent history manifested the light body, the rainbow body, where like somebody who's been meditating all their lives out in the middle of the mountains, they they don't go on social media, they don't have any contact with the world of appearances. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not a candidate for this particular uh, uh, development, but uh, they come to a point where when they pass on, they don't actually um, die, but the body disappears and around the place where they passed on, rainbows appear and uh or um the body actually becomes incorrupt it shrinks and it becomes like a little doll but it doesn't rot and at the end there are these rainbows that appear around the, and that you know all the people around can see the rainbows wow. as a physical phenomenon and um is yeah i think it's really really fascinating really and wow yeah and um this is um we all have these energies within us i mean we've all got this spectrum of different kinds of uh, light powers. And when we connect with colors and uh, when we visualize um, different deities in bright colors and, and work with them, like um, ask uh, uh, Green Tara, for example, who's um, uh, a goddess from the, the Middle East of healing, uh, whose, whose uh, heart is considered to be a lotus or uh, Archangel Raphael, who's another green uh, manifestation, we ask them to uh, like put their healing heart in us and we imagine this green heart being uh, put into our chest, then we're actually activating a different kind of circuit that's there latently and um, can, can manifest and will precipitate. I mean, I'm even feeling energy in the palm of my hands just by saying this and um it, it will precipitate the currents of our healing so when we connect with this with our intentionality with our affirmations with positive negations which are like negating the um the limitations uh, of the material realm um then it it we become much more uh stronger and more effective vehicles for divine energies to to uh, be transmitted through us interesting and i was going to ask you about the blue color because i mean i don't know is, is it because of popular stuff like tv and whatnot because when people say you know people people think of angels that they think of the bright light or they think of a nice golden light with the angel coming out why why uh -huh. i'm not questioning you i'm just asking you know about you know as opposed to what people think and then like you said a blue color uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, it is an interesting, uh, an interesting question. I mean, uh, 
um, I, I wonder why you would think that people would be more attracted to gold. Uh, that's um, part of part of the alchemy. You know, it's the symbol of alchemy, and it's another uh, term for the light body, the golden body. I mean, in sure. some traditions, it's called that. But the blue is actually uh, an archetype of protection okay. that is also connected to like a blue sky that is bright blue and okay. not cloudy it is um, and a manifestation in the physical realm of something that we could compare with the infinite. And okay. so uh, this this blue vibrant sky, which is which I was really fascinated to learn that in ancient uh, Tantra traditions, they um, would they would say when you're beginning with um, this practice and uh, you need to clear your energy and clear your mind, uh, visualize that you're opening up to a blue sky. And then from that, moving into purple and the purple is uh, transmutation. And so uh, this image of the celestial um, energy of, of blue um, it seems to somehow connect us with the infinite in a way that picks us up out of the realm where there are all these different kinds of energies um, and some of them aren't very desirable. And uh, it's, an, it's a universal archetype of protection. Silver is specifically for psychic protection. Okay. Okay. See, I'm learning stuff today. That's You're great. Things. That's great. That's what this is I'm all really about. Glad. I'm really, have, really glad. And you're so intuitive. You'll do a lot with this, I'm sure, uh, because we're talking about archetypal, uh, archetypical manifestations of uh, symbols and energies that are floating around in the collective unconscious. And once we start connecting with them, those of us who are uh, have our intuition developed or are, are doing that, uh, like, for instance, a little while ago in this group healing I did, I, I told the group, you know, what what is coming through now is probably going to sound kind of weird to you, but um, I'm just going to uh, put it across as it's coming. This rain of tiny blue uh, swords, swords of love that are cutting through um, negative vibrational fields around you. I felt that this was like some kind of protection that a lot of people in the group might need and, mm -hmm. and cutting away codes of limitation and also this this rain of tiny blue swords is following in falling over Ukra ukraine and all of the areas of conflict mm -hmm. uh that where where there's dense energy uh this is also spreading out all of all over these areas so so one can i mean i'm sure you're going to get stuff like this too like these sure. these images that are sent from the light realms and that like you know you'll see these tiny little swords or whatever it is the other day i was treating a a woman who um, had an appearance of cancer. Unfortunately, it's, it's receding. But she was feeling kind of stuck on when she visited me a couple of days ago. And <coughs> I saw this large, um, when I, I do a little bit of work uh, with my eyes closed and believe it or not, with my mouth shut at the beginning and uh, <laughs> the treatments. And um, so she had this, uh, I saw this like big snake wrapped around her, her legs oh. and her, lower body. Yeah. It was kind of gross. And, uh, Yikes. Uh, 
it was sort of a nice real uh, living snake from the Amazon or something. It was, it was like this kind of gooey, uh, gelatinous thing. And uh, I, I, I got the, the feeling that this is what was making her feel stuck because it was literally like making her feel. And she had also told me that with her inner work, she wasn't feeling like she, she or anything she wanted to do in her life. She just kind of couldn't move ahead. And so I was thinking, well, when I'm done with the silent part, when I'm into um, the verbal part where I use words to undo appearances, undo illness, like um, how, how can how else can I describe this? There are these uh, healers from the an ancient tradition. They, they're they're still running around up there in the Himalayas, mainly women who are called Savari healers that uh, worship the goddess um, uh, Parna Savari, and uh, they connect with wood spirits, but they have numerous abilities that allow them to heal. And one of the things that they have to be able to do is to see the essential insubstantiality, insubstantiality of illness. I mean, it doesn't really exist. I mean, I didn't use that particular word, but I learned that about them. And it's very much like what I do with words, which is like erasing the appearance by, by denying its reality. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was planning on doing this, but somehow just sort of intuitively, um, I thought I'm going to uh, stick a dagger into it and, and see what happens. And uh, so I was doing this mentally immediately. I could see how the thing sort of like recoiled and, and became weakened and it really affected it. And so I was, um, talking about this with uh some of my friends yesterday and what came through to me is that the archetype like the archetypes of archangel michael's sword and of other light beings that have swords that are like michael's colleagues like the ancient tibetan goddess Simhamukha, and there are many uh deities with swords that are deities of protection and so the swords are instruments through, that they use to overcome lower mind states and overcome uh, dense energies and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that on some level, the dagger, the sword, it's not just a symbol. It's actually spiritual technology that these lower vibrational forces cannot um, resist when we apply it. And um, so I, I find all of this really fascinating. And I'm sure that as people become more familiar with the archetypes. And, and in my book, I have seven chapters, each devoted to a different archangel with different uh, ways of connecting with their implements, with their symbols, with uh, your own mind powers, because that's really important in, in connecting with angels is to have be aware that we have our own powers. And it's not just like, you know, saying to the angels, oh, come in and fix this. It's mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a divine being. I'm a, I'm a channel of uh, divine power and uh, the angels help with things that I can't handle on my own or um, to make uh, the process of, of precipitating a divine victory uh, quicker and, um, and faster, but uh, people like you, uh, Charlotte, and uh, um, all other kinds of intuitive people, when we uh, start meditating on these um, these archetypes or, or thinking about them, I'm sure are going to also be getting uh, inspiration like this, intuitive ways of applying the tools. 
when people start this, um, do they get better at it as they practice it? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, it, especially if we're combining it with working uh, on ourselves. Um, there are uh, some, I try to be respectful of different uh, traditions. I'm sometimes, uh, I have a Scorpio rising system, so I'm some kind of sarcastic, but um, when, um, uh, for instance, when people say, okay, you know, you've got some uh, problem with um, uh, witchcraft they've done or whatever. And so you have the, the remedy is to light this candle and that's going to make it go away and repeat this little invocation. You know, it's not, it's for me, it just doesn't compare with the kind of charge that I get from like working on my own beliefs, my own mental patterns and combining that with connecting with the light realms. Like uh, I opened this um, uh, group for, to pray for world peace a few days ago. And um we, I, I have in my book, I share a, a very, very powerful way of increasing one's prayer power, which is through letter writing to angels and, and deities, combining that with one's uh, affirmations and intentions. And so um, I had I, I, I given this class, which uh, is called Angelic Intelligence. It's like the subtitle of the book, which is actually the title I want for the book. Um, but my wonderful publisher, I mean, Llewellyn is really, really professional. I'm very honored that they've done this book. Uh, they're the ones that, that decided to call it Angels and Goddesses. And um, so the and, the, and the subtitle is Manifest, um, something like Manifest Your Desires with Angelic Intelligence. And um, so the, as I was uh, reminding the group, because we'd already seen this in the class, uh, the ones that wanted to come into this prayer group um, that we were going to do a really intensive mm -hmm. technique that's extremely effective when there are situations that seem like uh, there you, you just need a breakthrough and, and it's the situation seems uh, almost impossible. You need a miracle. Mm -hmm. And that this particular technique was adapting that to situations in which there are people that seem to be resistant to doing good. Like in this case, whoever's behind the wars. I mean, I'm sorry for saying that so openly if it offends anybody, but that war is really uh, awful and um, for many reasons. And um, so the, I, I was guided to, for us to do these letters to Michael and um, as I as I suggest in the book, because I, I give several different kinds of examples and different situations and intentions in this case to work with the guardian angel of all of those that could influence directly or in or indirectly what's going on, like summarizing it, shortening up. Um, in the end, um, then after making a request to the angel, like in this case, so they will um release uh any harmful intentions or or actions and um be uh become active for finding harmonious solutions um and then you add your own affirmations into the letter like saying um i send my words of faith uh for your perfect work for example and then 
uh, colon, and then you write your affirmations in the letter and uh, do this in, uh, depending on how many, uh, what the situation, how intense the situation is, what you're wanting to achieve. It can be done six times, nine times. These are goddess numbers or 15 times or 21 times. And um, so, and I said to the group, you know, you can post your letters on the group as you, as you do them. And uh, so this one woman posted a letter that was just the request part and uh and then the saying saying goodbye part and as i said to her you know that's really nice but you're not going to get the same effect it's not like i'm calling on the angels and i'm cutting myself out of the picture because we are really decisive agents of divine activity our minds are are these wonderful windows we we look at the world of appearances sometimes and we say like like somebody on i have a, a facebook page crystal pomeroy author and healer and I put up something about praying for Ukraine and some person uh, put up a meme in the flow of comments saying, which God are you praying to? To the God that caused the war or the God that can't make it go away? Right. And um, so, and, and I'm not bothered by the fact they put up that comment. I mean, all of this is interesting because it, it makes a, it can lead us to connect with what we really think and what we really think is extremely powerful. And uh, so um, like the, I answered the person that, uh, you know, my God, quote unquote, is a loving force. And I'm not praying to that God. I'm praying to open my own mental wavelength to mm -hmm. allow that uh, divine action to, to come through, something like that. And so right. anyway, um, we're decisive in that, in that picture where it's not like... Uh, you know, God made this awful world in which terrible things can happen. It's like, this is a fallen version of the world. The idea of falling of uh, Adam and Eve being uh, chased out of paradise is actually like humanity falling into this wavelength. that's really a matrix in which we seem to be stuck and for it to be lifted up into its true condition and specific conditions also to be lifted up like a healing to happen or somebody to become happy or, or to love themselves or uh, to find something they've lost or, or to manifest success or whatever there it is that uh, one is working on. Um, it's a matter of opening doors that allow the divine to lift us back up into that true level of manifestation which is a manifestation that is supported because actually the true world is a loving world and everything in the world is actually full of love for us and when we're we connect with that truth then we activate the the pole of power that each of us are and when we work with the angels it's like you know i'm 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 working in on my own angelic intelligence and i'm at the same time inviting requesting visualizing connecting with angels to um make this a, a, a much uh more magical effective and expansive experience for myself and whoever i'm helping through prayer or whatever kind of um metaphysical work i'm doing and um so I think that's a really big difference. I mean, like you mentioned the the guardian angel. I have this uh, 
wonderful friend and uh, who's an author of many books on the topic of angels uh, in Spanish, uh, mm -hmm. Lucy Aspera. And um, I've translated one of her books. You can find it in English on uh, Amazon. And um, like she says about uh, the, the guardian angel, if you are connecting with the guardian angel regularly, then when we pass on from the earth plane, then you, we have that we have that connection activated. So it, it we can we can call on it and it's going to be there for us. Whereas if okay, you know, I read about it, but you know, and it's a neat idea or whatever. But like so many other self help books, I just kind of you know just I know about it, but right. it it's the it's the practical um, connection that's going to make this be like a new. Uh, aspect of my energy and of my experience. Now, I was thinking about um, your, your book, because you say you, you have different uh, angels in different chapters. Um, can people like, you know, call on, a, like you say, a particular angel, like say they're having heart trouble or there's something going on, you know, on in their life that's not so good. Is there, you know, are there particular angels that people can call on to help them? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, each angel has a, has a kind of a specialty. Like um, Yofiel or Hofiel is um, an angel of success, of creative manifestation for people who want to do something creative and of our light path. And so um, we can call on him and his uh, his divine companion. Each of the archangels has a feminine complement, and. Um, Yofiel's compliment is named Constance. And I love these names of their of their compliments because they they show this element like Yofiel specializes in a whole series of things like each of the archangels do, uh, which include everything related to perception, intelligence, uh, one's light path, intuition, uh, academic um, um, development, um, study, concentration, um, and dream work. I mean, uh, all kinds of things that have to do specifically with perception and his um, divine companion is named Constance and by her very name that whenever we want to develop our mental or perceptual gifts, constancy is um, and persistence are, are important. And that's really neat about the names of the, of the divine compliments. And then there's Chamuel, who helps us uh, heal our inner child and self-esteem issues and break through toxic relationship patterns and uh, um, make harmony, help harmony come into our, our home. But of course, all of this is again related to how we're radiating love energy mm -hmm. and they'll help us do this in a much more effective manner because it can be really hard to break out of these limiting circuits of our of our primitive uh, mental patterns and um in healing of any kind the divine truth is really important and and Raphael um with his divine complement Mary whose name like is related to the archetype of the the mother the creative feminine force it, it, among his many specialties, we have div, uh, divine truth, scientific truth, both physical science and spiritual science, and uh, truth in the sense of telling the truth. I mean, among all of his other specialties. And the thing about divine truth is really essential because 
when we're able to um, release our, our limiting beliefs and connect with divine truth as a new form of belief, a new window of belief, then um, whatever the appearances will tend to dissolve. And a lot of people are, I mean, it's so, it's so exciting now. Uh, my book is not um, meant to be like some sort of dogma. It's like to contribute to uh, a lot of things that are really neat things that are going on all over the planet right now, which include uh, a lot of people having angel contacts, a lot of people discovering the power within them and uh, the power of their words and the power of beliefs. And uh, in my case, since I have been working in the uh, matter of beliefs for, for years mm -hmm. and this has been like central and I put a lot of flight hours in with, um, and especially all those years when I was so anxious and everything. And I uh, have done all kinds of, I mean, I used to get up at, at four 30 to pray and, uh, my husband, um, whom I'm separated from now, but at the time, you know, he said to me, don't wake God up so early. God is sleeping uh, at four 30. He's, he's very, uh, he's very funny, but, um, this, uh, what, it, what ends up happening is that as one works on it and becomes increasingly confident as another thing, um, I invite the listeners to do, be confident in your powers and call an Archangel Michael to make you firm in your confidence and, and to not doubt your powers. This will make just an instantaneous, uh, precipitation of, um, more efficacy. But what ends up happening is that, um, when, an appearance of illness or, or pain or whatever somebody's going through crosses my path. I mean, I gave a treatment this afternoon to a woman who was um, going to have a mammogram done. And um, she was going to have it done just like two hours after the treatment. And um, so I uh, worked to transmute the, the belief about whatever could be uh, growing in her breast and also um, through the result of the mammogram itself, which is just another window of perception. And, um, she went to have her study done and it was a really wonderful result. And, um, I'm not because of the treatment for me, but this happens all the time. I mean, uh, people having amazing healings all the time. And, this is how powerful our beliefs are. And Archangel Raphael, who's the Archangel of Healing and the Archangel of Truth, will help us. We can ask him to help us connect with the divine truth and, and lift us out. We can fuse with him in ways that lift us out of the, the patterns of limiting belief. Because what we neutralize, it's like um, Bruce Lipton's, uh, the title of Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. And mm -hmm. he uh, discovered in his scientific experiments in his youth as a, a genetic biologist that the information that decides how our genes are played out in our cells actually was on the surface of the cell. So it's being filtered through whatever is coming into the cell from it. Cause it, they used, no, scientists used to think it was from inside the cell, but it's on the surface mm -hmm. of the cell. So it's actually like a covering on the cell that is picking up 
what's going on around it, including the, the thoughts and beliefs. And this is something uh, Bruce Lipton talks about, and he talks about how our beliefs, and he's doing it from the, the standpoint of cellular biology, our beliefs are actually more decisive than our DNA in terms of what, what happens in, in our bodies. And um, he talks about uh, Christian groups in the South in an interview they do that you can find on Google uh, mm-hmm. of him. He talks about Christian groups that are able to uh, they have a doctor present and they have people drinking poison uh, and or being bit by uh, venomous uh, snakes and, uh, that are not affected by it because uh, what he says is because their belief is is so firm, you know, what we call faith is so firm that it actually literally doesn't affect them. And uh, I'm not, of course, I'm not suggesting anybody try this, but he says uh, that I certainly wouldn't. But, Don't uh, pet the rattlers, kids. Yes, what? Ahead. Don't pet the rattlesnakes, kids. Yes. No. And uh, so... Um, when, uh, and he says, you know, I don't know how to do this, but, uh, it's evident that it's another demonstration of how beliefs are decisive. And what, um, I'm saying to you is that we do know how to do this because when we work with our thoughts, when we work to transmute them, uh, then we, uh, access this ability to cut through the, the appearances of, like in this case, of toxicity, the appearance of poison, the appearance of illness or whatever it is, and transmute the actual physical manifestation. And, and I give specific uh, suggestions of um, how people can uh, continue to focus and enrich their, their own inner work so that um, they can experience this kind of these not 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 to the god drink poison but so that they can uh, have also amazing and quick results in whatever they're working on in terms of uh, manifestation and healing we've all got these codes it's part of our our very true nature fantastic this hour blew by this was absolutely fascinating and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, dear Charlotte. I sure appreciate your invitation and all of the work you do. I mean, that is absolutely awesome. And you and I heard you say you have a team of like 45 people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was with- a late bloomer like you with this stuff, though. You know, I um, like I said, I had experiences as a kid. But, you know, you get busy with life and you kind of push it down. And then when I got involved with, with right. paranormal doing stuff, then all of a sudden, because I was around other psychics, you know, all of a sudden, next thing I know, there's weird things happening to me, and I'm trying to sort it out. So that's what happened. It all came back when I, like, like in my early 30s. Wow. Uh-huh. So, so it was like, I, I resonate with that a lot because um, it sounds like there was like a pattern in your life that somehow maybe one had, had already uh, chosen or it, it was maybe like what we were sent for, some kind of assignment or something. But like in my case, to really kind of assemble those pieces and uh, and also to use all the wonderful gifts that were given to me, it, it, it kind of took me a while. I'm actually still in the process of, uh, of uh, working on it and getting it together. 
I used to say there's this really uh, great saying in Spanish where when they say somebody's like a starter, they say, you know, they're in diapers still. And yeah. I, I used to say I'm still in diapers until I had an experience at the airport. And I said, no, I'm not going to say I'm in diapers because I don't want to end up in diapers. But um, there's uh, 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 definitely a whole lot to develop and a whole lot to learn along these lines. And uh it's very exciting times that we live in with all these different fields of perception opening up and and experiences. I think your work is really is really amazing. All these the team that you have doing it and stuff that means you've had a tremendous level of commitment. Yeah. To yeah. what you do. Yep, and that's what you know. That's what we're doing it for is to help people, you know, help and teach people and stuff. You know, and you know, I had a really good friend who was in the field that's no longer with us, but. Like, like you talk about learning, right. forever a learning experience. There's no experts out there. We're all learning. You know, you're you're learning. I'm learning. You know, exactly. Says they're an expert. They're out of their minds because there's no experts. But it's fun to learn. It's fun to it's fun to it find is. the really cool stuff. You know, just like yeah. talking to you. I've learned some Thank stuff from you. you that I had no clue about, which I think is terrific. So that's you know, that's really great. I'm honored. It's an honor for me for somebody like you to say that. That's what it's, it's really about. neat, and I'd like to learn more about your your work too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start following you. Oh, great! Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Anyway, here's my last question for you, and it's kind of an odd question, but I, I think you can handle it. You're standing on the strip in Las Vegas, and there's other people who have similar books like yours. How do you get people to read your book? Um, okay. That's, that's a good, I think that's a really good question. Um, what happened for me was that somehow I got connected with, or I, I activated probably, I think it was a genetic resource that was there that I hadn't actually picked up on when I was, um, in my teens and my early 20s, I could not say an affirmation if I didn't have a book. I had to have somebody else's book in order to get an affirmation. I could make little changes in the affirmation or whatever, but literally I could not say an affirmation. I couldn't come up with an affirmation on my own. And now um, what has happened is I, um, I just have these this waterfall of affirmations uh, um, honestly, very, very effective affirmations, uh, not just things like, you know, oh, today I feel good or uh, uh, I'm grateful for abundance or whatever. It, it, they're, I mean, really effective, exciting, electrical affirmations. And um, my, I, I think, inheritance from my paternal grandmother who I never met in person, but was a polyglot and very studious woman, much more studious than me, um, developed the, uh, uh, the verbal areas in, in such a way that um, the combination of the connection to the light realms and the verbal facility um, makes it so uh, there's just this continual outflow of ways of using words that are um, very powerful activators of connections with the light realms and with our own inner power. And, and the book is absolutely filled with them. Cool. And for women, I know you said one thing, but for women, I can't, I can't not say this, um, that to discover 
that which I discovered and I share in the book, and I haven't seen this anywhere else, that the archangels, which are usually considered kind of churchy, actually have their roots in very ancient traditions in which the divine feminine and the divine masculine, but the divine feminine was considered important and it had uh, an honored role and was recognized as were women as healers and, and teachers um, to, to find out that this is like to connect with the angels is to also connect with our own feminine circuits whether we're women or men it's not a it's not a question of biological gender it's a matter of these energies we have in us but but it's very empowering to discover that because it's kind of like um the way i feel about it it's like somebody's behind me kind of uh, gently um uh urging me forward and saying yes 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 you you like in your case i would like to say this to you charlotte like uh, and I know you've got uh, guardian angel. There's a strong feminine ancestral presence here too with you saying, you know, yes, Charlotte, you have these wonderful gifts and you're doing this wonderful work. And this is really important in humanity's rediscovery of our, our infinite power and our connection with the divine realms. And so when uh, one gets that sensation instead of feeling like a lot of times I used to do inner work with this uh, feeling like I was alone and I was sort of like, you know, if I had been on a bat, uh, uh, being on a, uh, a baseball field with a blinder on and like trying to hit uh, the ball, um, hoping I would get it right, but feeling very anxious about it. Um, to open up to that feeling of, of this light realm that's behind you in developing your your, uh, your and sacred powers that you know are there, but you 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 don't really have a context, an institutional context, to to believe in them. Uh, it, that's also something I think that's very special about the book. Fantastic! Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you coming on. It was fantastic. I'll have to get you on again sometime. I'd love it. Thank you very much. We're gonna we're gonna put up your link on my 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 wonderful publicist Deborah Jacobs, Deborah Ann Jacobs, that I really recommend to anybody who wants to write a book or uh, um, wants to have a book published or needs a, like some help getting the the putting the idea, finishing the idea together, or uh, publicized. She's she's absolutely wonderful, and um, she does all kinds of things, and and she'll put up the link. Uh, for you too on on my website so people oh, will see it there fantastic and where can people find you uh they can find me on my website crystalpomeroy.com they can find me in through my book which i really suggest they they include in their in their spiritual library angels and goddesses and uh which is on amazon and uh, they can find me on facebook um, Crystal Pomeroy, author and healer, and on Instagram, Crystal Clear Always. Um, there, you know, and if we're meant to connect, we will. If we're meant to connect more closely, and I'm certainly there and excited about it. And you have a YouTube as well, right? Yeah, right. Crystal Pomeroy, also. Okay, cool. uh, All right. Well, thank you very much. And so can uh, you tell me again? Can you tell me again about your? You've got your, your YouTube presence is also called California haunts. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Yes. California haunts radio, but it's under California haunts. Yeah. 
Oh, huh. Okay. So we're there. You, and you also have a website that's California Haunts. We have a California Haunts website. It's a .org, and then we have a California Haunts radio site. Uh huh. Great. So, and this is being transmitted live right now. This is being transmitted live. We are oh. going out over YouTube. We're going out over Twitter right now. We're going out live on the website. We're going out live on Facebook. Wow. And then what will happen is after the show's done, I'll convert all the audio into an RSS feed and it will go everywhere. It'll go out to Apple. It'll go out to, to Google, you name it. Uh-huh. So to like get the links to share them on my social media, what's the easiest way? I can email you directly after the show. As soon as, soon as okay, I get the great. set up. Okay, uh -huh. cool. Thank okay. you for thank you so much for everything. You're amazing. Thank you. Keep thank up you for coming on. I appreciate it. Work. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye bye. All right. That was fun. I learned a lot. I'm gonna read Jennifer's comment here. I'm gonna lean over since I'm blind like blind as a bat. Let's see. Okay, cool. All right, I got you. Anyway, last now one of the last announcements. I loved having her on. That that was great. I learned a lot. It's great. You know, it's great when you get people on that you learn from. Uh, we're our ghost tour. My gosh, March 26. People are starting to book. It's kind of fun, you know. Um, we're either going to be at a very either we're going to be at a haunted hotel in the ghost country, or we're going to be at a at a very um, dang my headphones. We're going to be at, 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 at an active cemetery. I'm going to take you in myself. You're going to get to meet me. Get to ghost hunt with me. Get to ghost hunt with my team. Get to learn what it's like to really go out and ghost hunt. Now, you know, when we do an inside investigation, it's a little different than doing an outside investigation. But, you know, it all works the same, but uh, just different techniques. So if you want to par participate in that, check our meetup site out over at Meetup. Or I actually finally have it up on the uh, radio website. So go on over to CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. And check out the, uh, you know, go, go to the top menu. Go to the last thing up there. I think it says that special extras. Go down to where it says special events. And boom, it's right there. Okay. And for those of you that maybe have spouses that want to go along on, on this ghost hunt, that's where you can buy multiple tickets. It'll be a lot cheaper for you because every time you go through PayPal, you you know, you got to pay a little bit of a fee. So if you have to do it twice on Meetup, then, then it's going to cost you. But if you go over, you know, on um, the website, then only, you only get charged once from PayPal. Okay. Anyway, tomorrow night, we're shifting gears a little bit. Remember when we had Mike Patterson on? Mike Patterson with the really cool Bigfoot voices. Tomorrow night, we're going to have Ron Moorhead here. Ron Moorhead is the man who first brought forth the Bigfoot voices from the Sierra Sounds. And he had, I don't know if he's still up there anymore, but he's got a secret place up in Sonora where he goes up, or near Sonora, where he goes up and he, he, he talks to Bigfoot. And Bigfoot talks back, and he's got recordings. So we're going to talk with Ron Moorhead tomorrow. It's a special Friday show because he, you know, usually he only goes on a Friday. So we're going to be here tomorrow at six thirty Pacific, just like we, just you know, normal time. But it's going to be an interesting show. So if you want to hear, and what's interesting is the voices, unless unless there's different voices now, but the voices he gets are are different from the voices that Mike Patterson gets. So that's what makes it so interesting totally different dialect so uh join me tomorrow because i'm going to have some i'm going to have about four or five samples of of bigfoot of, of what more ron moorhead says is bigfoot talking okay all right so again uh the saturday the 26th is going to be the ghost tour it's not like i said you're not going through with a psychic you're going through with ghost hunters it's not, it's not like the psychic's going to walk you by 
by graves or anything like that or, or, or haunted rooms and go, oh, there's so-and-so in here. Let's move on, blah, 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 blah. That's not what it is. It's grabbing our, our equipment alongside our investigators and actually doing a two, a three to four hour investigation with us. And then if you get, if, if, if you able, if you're able to get any evidence, we're going to go ahead and put it up on our website and give you credit for it. Okay. So it's a full blown investigation. All right. Our investigators are there to show you how to do a paranormal investigation. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. Okay. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, Share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And uh, the more people we have, you know, watching this thing, the better. The more people we have subscribing, the better. Remember, I told you if you're watching on YouTube, there is a little ghost down in the bottom corner. And it's got a little magnifying glass. And it's got a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Click on that. That's our mascot. Join, join, join. You know, that way you'll get updates in the, our, our, our videos. You know, we're putting out a lot of stuff. In fact, I'm going to start doing reviews on paranormal equipment. So you guys can check that out, too. That's going to start next week. I'm going to start doing reviews on stuff. And I think my first one is going to be on REMPOD. Okay, so we're going to start doing reviews on equipment. Uh, as you can see, there's a ticker at the bottom. We are nonprofit. Uh, you know, we, we go out and help people, and it's a lot of pocket. You know, that's, like I said, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to help people and educate them about the paranormal. You know, we go out to houses and they may not have anything paranormal going on. That's our job to find that out, right? That's what we do. But uh, it's all nonprofit. So in order to keep this show on the air and get, keep our equipment going, you know, for the show and, and even our not, even our paranormal, our paranormal investigations, it comes out of my pocket. So if you would find it in your heart to donate a little bit to us at paypal.me at California Haunts, that would be great. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, that's Venmo at Cal that's Venmo and then type in California Haunts. Okay? Because we you know we really want to keep these shows coming to you. I enjoy doing them. I'm a journalist by trade. This is what I love to do. All right. Cool. So before we sign off here, I'm going to give you uh, Crystal's information again and where you can get her book. And then we're going to sign off and then I'm going to see you tomorrow. Okay? And we're going to have a great show with Ron Moorhead. So here we go. Who's got the button? Okay. So we got a website, crystalpomeroy.com. Check out her YouTube channel, or like she says, find her on Facebook or Instagram, even. Book is Angels and Goddesses. And again, that's available at Amazon.com. And I. And she's also um, got it on that. I've been on her website, so she shows it to you on her website, too. Okay, guys, I'm going to see you tomorrow because i got I got to get in the files and uh, pull up the uh, Sasquatch voices so I can get them all ready to, to play for you tomorrow. So uh, I will see you tomorrow, and have a good evening.